Okay, good morning. Um, we're coming towards the end of Yud Gimel Omid Beis. Now, yesterday we ended off with the with the uh, the sugya about reading Kriyashma and uh, well, reading Kriyashma whilst whilst lying down. So, but it's just I'm already going back into, into into that sugya. Let's just uh, have a look at that a little bit of Gomorrah again. Um, if we go where it says Omar Le Raviyose, sorry, Omar, Omar Raviyose, it's uh, it's about eight lines or so, eight nine lines up from the eight ten lines up from the bottom of the page, middle of the line. Omar Raviyose, Parakdon the Yikra Kriyashama. A person should not read Kriyashama whilst lying on his back or his front. Again, it's Machlix to show him whether that means on the back or the front. Halachalamaita. Halachalamaita, we say, we just treat it as both. But a person should not read Kriyashama whilst lying down uh, on a back or his front. The reason being, because it's Derech Gaiva, it's, it's not the, it's, it's not a Derech Kovid to be Makabad or Master Shamayim whilst lying in that position. So, ask the Gemara, Nikrahutulalikri. That implies that he shouldn't read Kriyashama like that. But to lie down in that position is much more that it's, it's, it's fine. Is that really the case? For Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi, but Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi surely lied among the Goni Aparakid. He used to, he would curse anyone who lay on their, on their back or their front. Rashi says why. Rashi learns that it's actually somebody who's lying on his back. And Rashi, if you take a look at Rashi, lied among the Goni Aparakid. In fact, let's, uh, we, we, we could go one Rashi back, Praxdom, where Rashi says Praxdom on the left-hand side, the last quarter, uh, quarter of the way up, or so. Praxdom is Shechem al-Gabah. Rashi learns it means he's lying on his back, upon a Lamar with his face upwards. Layitaman zagoni aparakid. Shema yiskasha evara b'seich shenal. So maybe he'll have, an, uh, he'll have an erection of his, of his male organ during his sleep. V'nir el al-Rabim, and it will be apparent to everyone, if he's lying on his back, and it's, it's, a, it's a disgrace, it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's a, it's a kanai, and therefore, he mustn't lie on his back. Clearly, Rashi has said, the issue of lying on one's back is, just some lying on your back, or only whilst, whilst you're asleep? What has Rashi just said? Whilst, whilst one's asleep. Because whilst one's awake, he can control himself. And if he does have an erection, so he can turn, turn on to his side. There's no, there's no chashash. It's only whilst he's asleep. So then if niskashe evoro, then he's, it's going to be a kenai. And therefore he has no control over himself during his sleep. Fine, let's, let, let's just finish off the Gemara. So Rashi so far seems to say the reason is because of kishu or eber, and that's only shayach whilst he's asleep. So the Gemara says, why are you talking about reading Kriyashima? Some lying on one's back should be a problem. Now, in, that in itself should be a bit of a kasha, shouldn't it? What's, what, what's the Gemara's question here? It says, why are you telling me somebody who's, lying on his back, uh, somebody who's reading Kriyashima whilst lying on his back? Let's go with Rashi. Somebody who's lying on his back is a problem for, for, for reading Kriyashima. Sorry? Well, oh, you, you're sort of ju- jumping in stage. So let's just go with the question, then you should be asking a question on that, on the question. The Gemara asks, What's it got to do with reading? Kriyashma, stam, lying on, lying on your back is a problem. And the question on that is? That's right. What's, what's, what's the Gemara's question here? If the issue of being on your back is only whilst you're asleep, 
So lying on your back is not a problem. So in which case, it's very good what Rav Yesu said. Rav Yesu says, and even if you're some lying on your back, you shouldn't be reading, you shouldn't be reading Kriyashma, even though to lie on your back is not a problem. So based on this, it would sound like that it's not just when you're asleep. Some lying, lying on your back should be a problem. Lying on your front, lying on your back should be a problem. So why are we only talking about, why does Rashi address only in one sleep? And based on this question, I believe it's based on this question, the Kazanish, it's written in Shona Halacha, that's from Chaim Kenevsky and uh, together with somebody else many years ago, it's a kit of the, of the Mishnah Brewer, he says that the Kazanish, the Kazanish rules one's not allowed to lie on the back or the front, some, whilst you're relaxing, you're not allowed to lie on your back or your front. On the other hand, Rashi clearly says, during, whilst the person's asleep, Take a look at the Mishnah Bura and Simon Reish Lamentes. He clearly says during one, one sleep. Take a look at the Chayyot and take a look at Shulchan Aruch. Take a look at other Rishayim. They all say sleep. So what's the answer? What's the answer to this question? If the issue is only asleep, so what's the Gemara's question? I think I, I'd like to suggest the answer is and Bemis's question is asked. The Oracle now asks the question. The Oracle now asks this in Nidra, he asks this question. And the very fact that he asks the question also shows that he understands, someone say, oh, you see from the question. No, the Oracle now, the fact that he asks the question shows that he, the fact that he asks the question shows that he also understood it's only during one sleep. I think he leaves it unanswered. I'd like to suggest the answer is that the Gemara here, 100%, if a person's thumb lying on his back, just thumb to relax. You're, you're lying there reading a book. You're lying there reading a safer. That's not an issue. That you can see from the Gemara. The issue is if a person's lying on his back, not only if he actually goes to sleep, if a person's lying on his back in preparation to go to sleep, that's also an issue because he may fall asleep. If a person's reading from a book because he wants to, you know, people read, read before they go to sleep, it, it sort of relaxes him that would be an issue because he may fall asleep whilst reading the book. But if a person is reading a book and there's no reason to suspect he's going to fall asleep, then there's nothing to worry about. The Gemara is either, you could say, the Gemara is talking about Kriyashima al but that's a little bit of a joke because the Halacha is brought with all sorts of Kriyashima. But more likely, it could well be that the Gemara is coming off what we just spoke about before. And what were we just speaking about before this? We were talking about somebody who's misnumbing, somebody who's half asleep, half awake, and he's pushing himself to read Kriyashima, pushing himself to keep awake. On that, says Rav Yosef, so you're probably lying down at that time. Make sure you don't read Kriyashima whilst lying on your back. Oh, well, that's the question of the Gemara. Why are you talking about reading Kriyashima now? Stum to lie on your back in that position, you're, getting, you're, you're likely to fall asleep. Stum to lie on your back is a problem. That's the question of the Gemara. But if a person is stum just lying, he's lying, no reason to assume he's going to fall asleep, now we can see, it seems, as I said, I can't, you know, we can't argue with the Chazanish, but that's from the Mishnah Brura, and the, the Chayot, all the, the, the uh, sort of, the, the classic uh, Halakhic works, as is clear from the Rishonim, seem to indicate the issue is only if a person is actually sleeping. Possibly, if a, as we said today, maybe we could suggest, also if a person is likely to fall asleep, he's doing something in preparation for sleep, He's reading Kriyashmana Mitzvah, definitely that, that would be included in it. He's already in the mood of going to sleep, then already do not lie on the back or the, or the front. 
that's perhaps would be, uh, I, I believe I have seen those who, who, who write the, the, the same sort of solutions to this problem, and because of that, I think they suggest that Allah, one should be careful, therefore, if one's already preparing to go to sleep, or he's falling asleep, don't lie in that position. The might it's, it's really a sugya, this part of it is more belongs to Nidor, the Mesechus Nidor, where it comes up there, and there are other, other reasons given the Rishonim why a person should not be lying on his back stroke his front. And according to those, according to one or two of the reasons there at least, it's actually a chashash, he may come to, to Sheikh Vazera Levatoli, he may have, uh, actually, um, he may come to, to uh, Kerry and things like that. That would obviously be more severe than what Rashi says. Rashi just says it's a Ganai because maybe he'll come to an erection during his sleep. That's obviously, it's just a Ganai. But, so in which case, maybe you could say, well, do we really have to be Khoshayshi? Maybe he's going to fall asleep. But Shikhla Zara Levatala or Kerry is a much more severe thing. There, definitely, if a person does a Khashash, he may fall asleep, he should not be lying on his back or his front. So, yeah. Oh, we, no, it's side we haven't said is the problem, the back or the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Raman the, the says, anyway, it's not, it's not healthy to lie in your, to sleep. To, I mean, obviously, when you're asleep, there, there's actually a shade in the post if you see somebody sleeping on their back and their front, because, you know, it can happen, they roll over onto their front, their back and their sleep. Should you wake them up? The post can speak about uh, such a thing. Are you mechuyot? Should you wake them up? You know, Gensel Shane, or they want to be woken up, could well be if it's an Issa, maybe they'd be happy for you to wake them up. Maybe you should be waking them up. But uh, for the time being, yeah, health-wise, it's definitely more healthy. The Raman writes anyway. Their person should start on their left and end up on their right. Sort of program your body and your sleep to turn over onto your right. But definitely start on the left. On the left. But from a halakhic standpoint, we're going to see you can lie on your right or your left. So answers the Gemara. We got this question. Why are you talking about not reading Kriya Shema while lying on your back or your front? Even some lying on your back or your front is a problem if you're going to fall asleep according to what we've said. So Omri they answered, When a person is lying, just stand lying, if he tilts, that's fine. Now if you look, it's not actually printed on the sheets I've given out here, it is on the sheets on the website. Um, I've shown from the, from the Rishonim, if you look at Rashi even, Rashi says, um, again, Mignor, if you take, continue with the Rashi, you say, Mignor is Lishon, once again, Rashi says to sleep. Kimatli Shafidomi, says Rashi. When you turn onto your side a little bit, Shafidomi, you can lie like that. When you're reading Kriyashima, even when you're tilted, presumably a little bit is also. Yes. Even when, when, when tilting is also, because that is, um, that is also going to be, that is being recovered on Master Shalayim in a way of gaiva, one shouldn't be doing it like that. So Rashi's indicated when lying down, you can't, if you tilt a little bit even, so you can lie on your back, just tilt a little bit, that's fine. But when it comes to Kriya Shema, he says, you can't read Kriya Shema like that. Seemingly, now it's not clear, because Rashi didn't say if you tilt a little bit, it's a problem for Kriyashima. What about if I turn properly onto my side? Is that a right for Kriyashima? Not so clear from Rashi. That same notion that Rashi's written is also the riff right. But if you take a look at the Ramba and the Halakha, I think it's brought like this as well, if you tilt properly onto your side, you would be able to read Kriyashima. Okay? 
the, ma- the majority of the Rishayim learn that the issue for, um, for lying is only properly on your back or properly on your front, depending on what we're talking about, which Rishayim. But if you tilt even a little bit, it's fine. Based on that, says the Rambam, well, if you tilt properly onto your side, you can read Kriyashima. Um, so, Omri, let's just read that in the Gemara. Omri, Mignol ki matzi shapidomi. If you tilt, according to Rashi, a little bit, it's fine to lie. Or Mignol, um, sorry, Mikra, Pagav, the matzli, Nami, also. Whereas if you're reading Kriyashima, even if your tilt is onto your side, it's also. Ask the Gemara about Rabbi Yechon, or Matzli, Bukhari, but Rabbi Yechon, and he used to tilt onto his side and read Kriyashima. So we answer Shani Rabbi Yechon on the Baal Sahaba, because he was. He was rather large, and therefore it, it, it was uh, very difficult for him to turn onto his side. The, the reason that the Rambam and the Rit and the Rashi say this idea if you tilt a little bit onto your side, it's fine, right? It's actually, it's, it's based on the Gemara later on. The Gemara later on, it, 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 when it's talking about, uh, it, it's talking about when two, two people are lying in bed together, so it says one can turn onto his side and read Kriyashima this way, and one can turn onto his side and read Kriyashima the other way. So you see, me, you can read Kriyashima on your side. So the Rishonim, based on that, they understand that yes, you can read Kriyashima on your side as long as you are not properly, so as long as you are properly on your side. So to lie down, if you tilt a little bit, is, a, is, is fine. To read Kriyashima, you have to tilt properly onto your side then it would be fine. There is another school of thought, there is another school of thought, and that's thought in the Rabbi Yonah, who says that, no, the Gemara later on is talking about people who are undressed. It's clear, we're talking about people who are undressed. So, 100%, it's absolutely forbidden, according to this other school of thought, to read Kriya Shema while flying on one side. Even completely on your side, according to this other school of thought. The issue there is, because it's a big bother for this person to have to start sitting up and getting out of bed and getting dressed, so it's a bit like Rabbi Yechman, who was rather large. So if once it says Tircha, we allow them to read Kriyash Shema on the side. And that opinion is brought in the, in the I think, the Ramah. It's brought in the Ramah. Which they all ask, I mean, not they all, but many ask on because the majority of the Rishonim, between Rashi, the Rish, the Rambam, they all take on. That it's nothing to do with that. If you're lying properly on your side, it's 100% to read Kriyash Shema. So I look on the Meister, um, the, the Mr. Brewer rules that ideally a person should be Mahmeh ideally, uh, ideally a person should be Mahmeh and should not read Kriya Shema even whilst lying properly on your side you should sit up at least um, unless as we said it's going to be a big bother that a person is going to start getting, getting dressed but if a person is properly dressed he should ideally not even read, read Kriya Shema on his side most definitely not on his front, front or his back as we said, if one finds it hard to change position because either he's rather large or because he's ill at the time, then he can read Kriyashima on his side. He can read Kriyashima on his side, even tilted just a bit. Um, and in fact, the, I think it's the Prima Godin, I think it was, yes. If necessary, a person can even go and lie down in that position. The person's not feeling too well. Um, but we've, we've, we've covered, I think, everything pretty much on the sheet. I will just add one point, which is from, from yesterday. Yesterday we discussed, before we move on now, we discussed the idea of covering one's eyes when reading Kriyashima. So we said from the Ateres that one covers one's eyes with the right hand. 
in the right hand. And um, Gershon pointed out yesterday that, and I did check it up, that, um, not, not, not because I doubt it, you'll see why in a second why I checked it up, that Dayan Padva, the old Dayan Padva, uh, in Cheshav Ayifot, he writes there, he was asked, what about somebody who's left-handed? So he said, well, his, his basis is like this. He said, it doesn't say anything to the contrary. So we assume you go after his stronger hand, which is his left hand. And says Dayan Padva, with no real riot to it, other than just, sorry, he says, no one says anything, we assume that way, that you can read, you cover with your left hand. So, as I said yesterday, I was a little unsure wh- why that would be, because actually, the halacha, the halacha is, of covering your eyes, is based on kavona. That's what the Rosh says, it's because of kavona. So, strictly speaking, who cares whether you covered your right or your left hand? That, plus the fact that it's Arteris the Canaan, Arteris the the one who says it, Arteris the very often bases his things on kavona. So I assume, you know what, the right hand is probably based on Kabbalah. What do I mean by that? Well, we know the right is always Chesed, left is Din. So no, it's probably something, something to do with that. We want to arouse Chesed. So I looked around a little bit, and the Ben Chai also, he says, he assumes the same thing. So I thought, I'm in good company here. He says, the right hand is Chesed, he brings our readers for this. He says, that's probably why it's the right hand. So I was thinking to myself, well, if, it's that, if that's the case, then in which case it shouldn't make a difference whether you're right or left-handed, it doesn't make a difference. And I did double-check just to make sure I, I, you know, I was right. Somebody who's left-handed, when it comes to putting on their clothes, they still put on their right hand first. Because it's to do with, it's not to do with, with the stronger hand there, it's to do with chesed and din. So again, everything goes by the right hand first. So, no, I looked at, looked at I mean, it's not, not very far off Hashem, we have the Piskate of Shuvat nowadays, who gives us some Maran he does not quote Dayan Padva, interestingly enough. He says, left hand. Sorry, he says right hand. Sorry, he says right hand. Where he actually says the Benesh Chai says that, I couldn't see this, the Benesh Chai doesn't write that. But, the Be'er Moshe, that's from Moshe Stern, he writes there, he was asked this question, he says, right hand. And his Raya is very interesting. He doesn't say what I said. His Raya is because he says that the Arizal writes, the Arizal and others write, that when a person comes to Kriya Shema, you're supposed to hold your sitfis in the left hand, and cover your eyes with your right hand. He takes on the double posture, I don't know why that's more posture than the covering your eyes, but he says posture, when holding your sitfis, is going to be in your normal left hand, even if you're left-handed. Your left hand. So he says, well, if you're holding the, the sitfis in your left hand, it must be you're going to read, be reading Kriya Shema, you're going to be covering your eyes with your right hand. That's what he says. The other thing is the stipler set, the stipler did, I can tell you the stipler was left-handed, and the stipler definitely covered his eyes with his right hand. Doesn't say why, but he took on as a double posture, it's with the right hand. So, as I said to you, it seems to be a machlokas, I can't tell you otherwise. To be logically, logically based on the argument, I would have said it's the right hand, but as I said, I, who am I to argue with, with Dan Padla, but I do have some backing there. Stipler, Ramesha Stern, based on the reasoning, as, as I said, of the Ben Shai, definitely would suggest that it should be the right hand. But, as I said, that's the, that, that's, that's the, the two sides of the, of the argument. Moving on in the Gemara now. We said in the Mishnah, we talked about when a person can greet somebody when he can interrupt whilst reading the prophets of Shema, whilst reading the Shema, and we said that um, we, we made a, a, a difference between Baparokim, between paragraphs, and in the, in, the, uh, in the middle of the paragraph itself. Now, on t- today's sheet already, you'll see, again, I'll sort of, I don't know if we'll go through it, but 
What is, what is being our problem? Just to recap and just to clarify. On today's sheet, on the safe handout, the first question is, what is being our problem? And the answer is, it means between two paragraphs. What does that mean? That means between the end of the first paragraph, As I pointed out in the bracket, something we did have much earlier on, once you've said Boruchu, by the way, even if you haven't started the first bracha, the Mishpura says in the Rishlam Advov, that we treat it as the Emsaperet. You're already considered to be in the middle of a bracha. Once you've said Boruchu, until you get to Yotama Oros, the end of Yotama Oros, you're considered to be in the middle of what we call the Emsaperet. Between Yotama Oros and Abba that's the first Beinah Parochim. The second one is between the Habayi Chabayi Sobi Abba and Shema. The third one is between Yuvay Sharech and Vayim Shemaya. And the fourth one is between Kimel Shemaya and Oret and Vayim We've still got to discuss, but we know the Halakha Namaisa between Vayim and Emes Vyatid, between Vayim and Emes, or in fact the end of it, and Yashem and Ekechem and Emes is not considered like the Tamil Kabbalah, we passed in like Rabbi Yoda. It's worse, I mean, it's much more strict than even the Emsar Paris, as we're going to see. You can't make any any uh, gap whatsoever, even just pause between Elekechem and Emes, as we'll see Ben Sashem. Says the Bialoko, says the in fact, it's Mr. Burris, already from, from the, I think he brings it from, from Morgan Abram, but he goes to, what about Imariv? Imariv, the same thing applies, same thing. And he says, so to, between Elekechem and Emes, he concludes, although at the beginning he's not so sure about it, but the conclusion is, in a note there, he sort of retracts and he says, it's got the same thing as Emes Viatis. So what about between Goal Yisrael and Ashkivenu? He says, even though it's Kegoda he says it's definitely two separate brachos. That's clear from the Mishnah, the Mishnah we, we've, uh, we've had in the first paragraph, that counts as two separate brachos. So between Goal Yisrael and Ashkivenu, it's also Bein Aparokin. He says, once you get to, be, to after, uh, after Shemei Amei Yisrael or Ad, after Ashkivenu, then it's considered Bein Aparokin. Even if you're in the middle of Baruch Hashem Le'elam Amen V'Amen. After Shemei Amei Yisrael Ad, it's now Bein Aparokim. He's not sure, one, one uh, topic the Bi'alokha has is in the evening, whether you can say even in the middle of the parasha of Ayoneh, in the middle of the third paragraph of Shema, whether that's considered Bein Aparokim. Because in the, why? What, what's his topic? <coughs> Because in the evening, Vayomer is not really, it's not the Zman of Sitzis. It's not really Isemoto. So maybe by night, it's got the dinner just really Torah. He says he's not sure he brings a Rambam, he brings a Gon, he leaves it Sorachia. So that, that's the, 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 uh, the Bein Aparokim. So now we'll continue in the Gemara. What can a person say Bein Aparokim? And what can a person say Be'en in the middle of a paragraph? So the Gemara. Meishev Machmas Mai. We said in the Mishnah that Rabbi Meir says, that Beinah Prokim, Beinah Prokim, you can greet somebody, if it's somebody you have to honor. And Beinah Perek, Meishid, you can answer. Answer, answer because of what? Meishid Machmasmai, who can you answer to? If you say that we're talking about, sorry, I don't know what I just said. We're talking about now, first of all, we are talking about, um, yeah, sorry, Bein Aprokim. I don't know why, let me, let me just make sure I said that correctly. Bein Aprokim, Rabbi Meir says, you can greet somebody in Pnei HaKovit. And if it's, be, uh, and if it is returning somebody's greeting, 
Yeah? Umeshiv. He says, and you can answer. You can also return somebody's greeting. So the Gemara asks, Meshiv Matmas Mai. What can you, to whom can you return a greeting? If you say we're talking about somebody who you have to show honour to, so how shall If you've already told me that you can greet somebody to start with, then ahadure miboyos, you need to tell me that you can return somebody's greeting bein aprokim. If it's somebody you've got to honour, and oshoyel mipnei covid rather it must be that you can in- initiate a greeting to somebody you have to honour. Umeishiv shalom lechalado. And if it's returning a greeting, you can return a greeting to anyone, even somebody who you do not have to show honour to. Amos Sefer, let's take a look at the Sefer. We said, in the middle of a paragraph, you can greet somebody who you have to fear, not somebody who you have to honour, somebody who you have to fear, and you can return a greeting. Ask the Gemara once again, what are you, to whom are you returning the greeting? If you say we're talking about somebody who you have to fear, now, if you've told me that you can't, that you can, you can greet somebody who you have to fear, then you need to tell me that you have, that you can, uh, that you can return this greeting, uh, somebody you have to fear. You can even initiate a greeting. Culture again, you can return a greeting. Or rather, what it must be is, it's saying you can return the greeting even if it's somebody who you just have to honour. So it says the Gemara, well, in which case, Heinrich to Rabbi Yehuda. That's exactly the same as what Rabbi Yehuda says. This number could be learned from the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, the Rabbi Yehuda says, for Emsa, in the middle of a paragraph, you can initiate a greeting to somebody who you have to fear, and you can return a greeting, even if it's somebody who you don't have to fear, just somebody you have to honor. Go down one level. And between paragraphs, we go down one level, you can initiate a greeting if it's somebody who you have to honour, and you can return a greeting to anyone whatsoever. What's going on here? So is Rabbi Meir saying the same as Rabbi Yehuda? That can't be. Answer the Gemara Chesurim There's something miss, missing from the Mishnah. This is, what you have, this is how you have to teach it in the Mishnah. First of all, the opinion of Rabbi Meir. In, be, in between paragraphs, you can greet some, you can initiate a greeting, to somebody who you have to honour. The ain sorich lema, that's a crucial word, that's the missing word. And I don't even need to tell you, as you said, obviously I don't even need to tell you this, that you can return a greeting to somebody who you have to honour. Uvoemsa, in the middle of a paragraph, you can only greet somebody if you have to fear him, not if it's somebody who you have to honour. And once again, the crucial missing word, and I don't need to tell you, says Rabbi Meir, that you can return a greeting if it's somebody who you have to, who you have to fear. In the middle of a paragraph, Rabbi Meir, in other words, makes no distinction between initiating a greeting or returning a greeting. He says, in the middle, between paragraphs, it could be even somebody who you have to honour. In the middle of a paragraph, only somebody who you have to fit. Correct. 
you can ask that on any any um, any zoo vein that, that's why normally we, we try and do anything to keep out of zoo vein zoo uh, low zoo after is much as you said is much more normal and this is always is always after like a question the Gemara if it's got no other way of do, dealing with it it'll come on to this it would seem that possibly because he's keeping semantics with, with, with what Rabbi Yehud was going to say Rabbi Yehud first speaks about initiating the greeting and then returning the greeting Therefore, he keeps it in that order as well, even though it's going to boot, even though it's going to be a zoo, the historical zoo. This, and I don't need to tell you this. Correct. Yeah, but it's Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda. I'm not used writing the Mishnah in, the, in this order. Zibri Rabbi Meir, that's the opinion of Rabbi Meir, comes along Rabbi Yehuda and he says, no, there is a distinction between, between initiating a greeting and returning a greeting. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, for Emsa, in the middle of a paragraph, one can initiate a greeting if it's somebody in the middle, only if it's somebody who you have to fear, and you return a greeting even if it's somebody who you've only got to honour. When it comes to between paragraphs, you can initiate a greeting to somebody who you have to Honor, when it comes to returning a greeting, it's to anyone whatsoever. And says the Gemara, once again, Tanunami Hokim, you've also learned this answer in a brighter. What we've just answered is exactly, the way we just explained the Mishnah is exactly what we've learned in a brighter. Now look very carefully at the brighter though, because the brighter, what does this brighter suggest? If you remember, let me just jog your memory. When it comes to Mipnea Yero, what is Mipnea Yero? Somebody you have to fear. What does that mean? Yeah, the Mafalekis, Rashi, and other Rishayim. What was Oh, Rashi seems to say, and the way the Maithali will understand Rashi, that it means somebody who you fear, he may kill you. That's Mipnea Yero. So all the Rishayim ask on Rashi that you need to tell me such a case. That's a Dora Poshuk. It's Sakonas Naposhuk. So they say Mipnea Yero means somebody you have to fear, like. That's right, your teacher, your parents, etc. Somebody you have to fear, like parents and teachers, etc. Bear that in mind when we, when, when we learn this, uh, this brighter. See if you can see a support to either side. Tanya Nami it's also been taught like this in a brighter. Hakere Shema, somebody who's reading Shema, Upogaboy Rabbi, and his Rabbi meets him, a Godalai Menu, or somebody who's greater than him. Baparokim, if it's between paragraphs, show the Pia this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, between paragraphs, then you can initiate a greeting if it's somebody who you have to honor. And I don't even need to tell you that if it's somebody who you have to return, that you can return a greeting to such a person. And in the middle of a paragraph, show the you can initiate the greeting only if it's somebody who you have to fear. And I don't, need to ask, I don't need to tell you that you can return a greeting if he initiates the greeting, that you can return the greeting to him. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, for Emsa, in the middle of a paragraph, show him if you can initiate the greeting in the middle to somebody who you have to fear, you can return a greeting if it's a person who initiated it, it's somebody who you have to honor, in between paragraphs, you can initiate the greeting to somebody 
who you have to honour, and you can return a greeting to anyone whatsoever. Did you see any support for anyone there? Go on, okay, that, that's, that, that's one side, go on. You, you, you want to say that the fact that it says, you're reading it all together. You're reading it, mm-hmm. So you're assuming all of this is all about COVID. Go on, you, you thought you were going to say something? Go on, what were you going to say? That it's something you've got to fear. Go on, yeah. Okay. It's not clear. Why do you need these examples at all? Why do you need to start with them at all? We've defined with speaking about COVID a year up. Why do you need those examples at all? LMI, it could be that uh, that they are not prime examples of Euro. So you you also want to say like like like, like Keith, it, yeah. it, it's it's COVID because the fact that so I'll, I'll, I'll oh. or, or or the other way around, depending on because Rabba is not always Euro, depending on what type of Rav. Yeah. La Locha. Oh. So, so the, 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 point, the point is like this, that, 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 that's really the, the raya, it's the other way around. The raya is actually not to Rashi, it's a raya to Tos, uh, not to Tos, the other Rishonim. The Rashi brings the raya from here. Because the, the brighter starts off and it says, if you meet A or B, then if it's because of Kovod, then this start off. If it's because of Yira, it's because of this. It seems that we're, we're, we've already told you both types, types of people at the beginning of the brighter. They could be Kovod, they could be Yira. Then what do you do? So the bride well, if it's Baprochim, then if it's because of Yerah, if it's because of Covid, etc. So it seems that Rabbi Ugodalai Emenu has to incorporate both Covid and Yerah. It hasn't talked about Pekuach Nefesh there. So based on that, the Rashbah, that's his Raya Kenegad Rashi. The fact that the bride seems to encapsulate all cases. On the other hand, perhaps you could have said, maybe you could suggest for Rashi, that Rabbi, and maybe a little pushed, but one of two things, either like you wanted to say originally, that's what I was thinking originally, is that you read it all together, that originally we're only talking about COVID. Because Rabbi Neir's initial case is COVID. But Parochim Shalom is our COVID. Then it comes on to Yira afterwards. That's one possibility. Yeah, and but the other possibility is maybe Rashi will tell you God Alayimanu means not somebody who's greater than like greater in Chokma, it means somebody who's more powerful than him. 
That, 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 that's, again, God alone can mean anything, as we said. But Rashi will say it in, incorporates anyone who's greater than him, either in Chosma, in which case that's Kovod, or greater than him in power as well, in which case it'll be Yero. In other words, you, you can't tell me, well, the, right, the Bryce doesn't talk about Pekuach Nefesh at all. Why? Maybe that's included in God alone. Then it says, Yero, somebody who you fear, will be, if, it, if, it, if it's fearing, somebody you're scared, because God alone can mean anything. It, 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 it depends how much greater than he is. And that, well, no, so that, that, that's what the Bryce then goes on and says. If he's greater in a sense of covert, then it's only been up rocking. If he's greater in a sense of year, I mean, I, I, the, the truth is, it, 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 the, 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 the point is, it definitely fits easier according to, the, according to the other Hashem. There's no doubt about it. We're just trying to see a possible way out for Rashi. What is Tucker the answer for Rashi? Lemaitha, this big question they ask on Rashi, that, um, that if it's talking about Pikuach Nefesh, then why do you need to tell me Pikuach Nefesh, if it's Akonas Tafoshis, obviously you can break, you can pause, you can uh, make an interruption for that. So, there's the, 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 either, the, the Taz answers similar to what, what Keith wanted to say after the show a couple of days ago, the Taz wants to, wants to suggest that, um, he says, we're not talking about that he's actually going to kill him on the spot. No, it's not quite the same as what, what, what you were saying. He's saying that we're talking about that I, I'm assuming that if I explain to him why I didn't interrupt, it's similar to Gemara which comes up later on um, with regard to, to, to Tefillah, that if, I, if I've got the chance to be able to explain to him, I'm assuming that if I explain to him why I didn't interrupt, he won't kill me. So you may have said in such a case that maybe you shouldn't interrupt. Because continue reading Kriya Shema, when you finish, then you'll tell him, you know, please don't kill me, because the reason why, because I was speaking to Hashem, and, you know, you surely understand that, etc., etc. It's somebody who could kill him, unless I can explain to him why I wasn't interrupting. That's what the, the Taz want, wants to suggest. I was thinking, that that's one possibility for Rashi. Um, Keith wanted to say the other day that the Peshat is, not that he will actually kill him in this situation, it's somebody who has the power, a monarch, somebody who can it, uh, sort of meet out capital punishment. I've seen the suggestions that, uh, from, from somebody else. The problem is it fits with Rashi, but the lotion of the, I think it's a, the Bartanura is Shema Yahar Geyu. Perhaps you will actually kill him. So you see, it doesn't fit with the Bartanura, that answer. Shema Yahar Geyu suggests he will actually kill him in, in this bit. In Rashi, it could be a possibility. I, 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 was, I was thinking that maybe the, the, the Kudza Tamakhalika tears like this, because whatever you say, you're going to have to, well then why didn't other Hashem think of this? Maybe we could suggest, also, it's a partial solution, maybe, is a question when the Mishnah says, Meshiv and, uh, and Shail, is that you're allowed to ask, you're allowed to agree? Or it means you should? It could be the Rashi learns that you should. The Chiddush is you should. In which case, there is a little bit of a Chiddush. We already saw earlier, Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Tarfan laid down, to be kind the opinion of Eishana. Even though Rabbi Tidal says, you can read Kriya Shema even walking. Says, says Rabbi Tarfan, look at me, to come to Ba'atim I put myself in danger to, be, to fulfill the opinion of Eishamai. So they said to him, well, you're high meter for that, because if you would have got killed, your, it's your, it would have been your own fault. What's ta- because you, you were over on the Rabbi Tiller. Taka, how could he have done that? So he wanted to fulfill Beishamai's opinion. How could he put himself in Tarkana? 
So we said the answer is because he relied on the Kriyashima. Like with Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi on Daf Gimel, he entered the dilapidated area, he relied on the Zuchus of Tzvillah. So apparently, maybe not, for, I don't know if this applies to somebody on, on uh, my personal level, but there are such people who are on such a level that Kriyashima or Tzvillah is enough of a, of a protection. So maybe I, I'm, it's allow, I'm allowed to rely on that and I shouldn't be greeting somebody. So says the Mishnah, no, you should. If it's somebody you have to fear, he could kill you, you should. You should um, answer his, uh, return his greetings, or, or initiate greetings even. That's the, it's a partial finish now. You're not allowed to even say, well, you know, I, I can rely on my as a first, sorry? No, what, 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 what the Gemara means to say there is, is exactly the same as the Ein Yaakov says, says on Daf Gimel. The point is, if there's another way of doing it, you've got no right to put yourself in danger. And he always said to Rabbi Yossi, he said, what are you, why are you davening Rabbi... Uh, yeah, it was, it was Rabbi Yossi in that story there. Why have you entered this dilapidated area? So he said to Davin. So Ein Yaakov, what are you doing davening in, in a Chorobay? It's, it's dangerous. Says the Ein Yaakov, Shatiz, this is what we learned at the time, that he said that Rabbi Yossi relied on his tefillah to protect him. What was Eliyahu Taina? He said, you're right, you can rely on your, on your tefillah. But since you could have done on the road, you shouldn't rely on the protection of your tefillah. So the same thing, that was the Taina of the Chachomim to Rabbi Tafim. Rabbi Tafim was, was, was the Talmud of Eishamai. No, you're not Yotzeh. It's got to be, that's, that's Peshach Bechot. You've got to be lying down. Since Rabbi Tafim was a Talmud of Eishamai, so he said, I'm entitled to lie down. Somebody points out, he was from the school of Eishamai. They said to him, no, you should have done that B'Tillah. It's perfectly fine, maybe because we, we hold that B'Tillah, but you should have done that B'Tillah. There's not, even if you wanted to be Mahmoud of Eishamai, not when you're putting yourself in Sarkonah. There you have no right to, to rely on the protection of the, of the Kriyashima. Yeah, exactly. Because, and therefore, in other words, Shabbat al because you, I know the Gemara, the Gemara at the end of it learns from there that anyone who's over al is Chayav Misa. 100%. But, but well, they, they, from his point of view, though, he's a Talmud of Eishamah. So what are they saying to him? If you, if you, if you, if you don't want to bring it from that Gemara, bring it from Daf Gimel. From Daf Gimel, it's clear that Enyakim says it. The Nakud the, the, the that Eliyahu was saying to, to Rabbi Yossi was that if there's another alternative then you have no right to rely on the, on the, on the protection of the, of the Tzvillah or the Kriyashima or whatever case we're talking about here. So it could be, perhaps, we, perhaps a partial solution at least for Rashi is there is a little bit of a Chedosh. That even though it, it, it's, uh, you know, this person could kill me you, you should greet him do not rely on the of the, of the Kriyashima to protect you you're not allowed to rely on, the, on that Meshiv, you should, or Shael, you should initiate greetings. It's not, that's considered another alternative. Yeah, 
Well, we no, we 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 also said we also we, the, 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 yeah, but the the, the, the also had uh, made collapse on it. Okay, that was the uh, fine. And so it, it, the, 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 the Rashi definitely either way he, he needs an answer. We've got these partial answers that all obviously they're all uh, a little bit mechudosh, but they're it's a part. It's at least it gives us some some sort of understanding of Rashi. Yeah, but you see, it, yeah, but, that, but you see, it, in, in that in that case, where there's pikuach nefesh, even tefillah, one can interrupt. Okay, we're talking, we're talking I, I realize you'd expect it, it's, it's saying some sort of chiddush. I mean, pikuach nefesh, you wouldn't even need to tell me that. You, 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 you basically you, you want to suggest that the that the Mipnea Yira is pocket there's no Kiddush whatsoever and it's just that uh, Agav it's just to sort of complete the picture. What, what pushes Rashi? Okay, Look, we, 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 we have a, f- a few possibilities now. I think it's between us. We have a few possibilities. M- maybe, maybe that, that if you. Oh, we're, 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 we're going to come to that. We're going to come to you. You're saying, would he want you to? Lemaisa, let's, that, that's, that's a, a, a very good point. Let, let's have a look at the, at the sheets now. Just sort of, uh, I'm going to take, take you into the next question, which was, what can one say being after Rockin? So, as we said, one can say hello to, as, as it pointed out though, um, this does not mean you can actually walk over to somebody and say hello. If it's before davening, you're not, we're going to see it's coming up, you're not allowed to greet somebody. It means if he comes up, if you sort of meet him as, as you're sort of walking, you're allowed to, or if he walks past you in, in uh, you know, in shul, you'd be able to say hello to him. If he's somebody who you have to honour, being after Rakim, somebody who you have to honour, we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda. Um, what's somebody who you have to honour? It could be somebody who's elderly. It could be a Talmud Chacham who's at least equal to yourself in Chachmah. Not if he's less than you. He's got to at least be equal to you. Or even somebody who's just rich. Somebody's a rich man, so you have to honour him because of that. Yep, the Mr. Burr says even, even such a person. This is where it's mutter. This is where it's mutter. That will be anything. That, that, that's, that's still coming up. Anything, even hello, I mean, good morning. Let's say good morning, or... Uh, even Sean. Sean definitely is. That's what I'm saying. Only Sean is Sorry? No, the halach. I think we say even good morning. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about 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 Hashem when 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 we come to that. But um, the lotion is somebody somebody who's rich enough that he's he's an odom nech nechbod or something like that. I think that that's the the lotion. Kadesh 
I mean, I, I would also assume somebody who's rich and does, does something with their money which, which uh, you know, sort of yeah. makes them deserve the honour, not somebody who is uh, just dumb because he's rich. Yeah? Oh no, here, here, here we're talking about Dafka well treating Kriyashima or something, something like that. No, no, being Afrokim. I said, but if, if, if it's somebody, there's a local, separate local, which is you're not allowed to greet somebody before davening. And that is you're not allowed to actually walk, walk to them. If somebody comes down the stairs, of course you can say, you can say good morning. We're, we're going to come to that, but it's still to come. Um, la local, even if somebody's non-Jewish, same thing. So, you know, a non-Jew has, has, has the same death. The Rashbal suggests, it's actually on the figure, uh, uh, Gemara coming up, but the Rashbal suggests, even Lechatzkhilo, I can go to somebody and greet him, even though I know he's going to have to return the greeting to me. I know he's holding in the middle, he's between brothers. I'm allowed to greet him, even though he's going to return the greeting. So, sorry, because the Gentile is actually going on, the, the Chiddush is, you're allowed to return a greeting to anyone whatsoever, even a non-Jew. Maybe that's not such a Chiddush, because of Eivor, because of hatred, you're allowed to return, and I'm even allowed to greet somebody, even though I know it, I'm going to force him to have to return the greeting. However, yeah, Rabbi Yechonon. Correct. No, no, it means as he was walking. If you see somebody as you're walking, you're allowed to. Correct. No, no, you can. You can if you meet them along the way. Even though you haven't greeted you. Even though you haven't greeted you. I mean, it's still to come. That, that's, that's coming sort of further down your dollar. Um, now, halacha, halachically though, that's why you will not see this uh, in practice. You will not see people in the middle of Shema or Bein Afrokim suddenly say, oh, good morning, somebody. The reason for that is because your halacha is only if they're going to feel offended. If you don't return their greetings, you don't initiate the greetings. So, um, Says Mr. Brewer, nowadays, I mean, Morgan Avram already says this, we don't do this. You don't walk around shul saying good morning to people in the middle of Shema. And people don't get, don't get offended. So this is more theoretical nowadays. If somebody would get offended, then yes, our would be the same. But nowadays, at least everyone here knows that not to get offended if somebody doesn't greet you because they're in the middle of Shema. Best that you're not, in which case, if they're not going to get offended, it's forbidden to, to interrupt. Even, to, uh, even just to answer a question for Dibri Torah, you're not allowed to interrupt at all. Even for Dibri Torah, even in the middle of Pesukah de Zimra. In the middle of a shit. Rabbi. It, 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 it seems, yes. I mean, the, sort of the, the accepted norm has changed. It's sort of shifted a little bit. Nowadays, we're not... Uh, people don't get... As, you know, people won't get offended if you don't greet them in the middle of Dublin. So it seems... I mean, to us, it's not... We, we've never heard of such a thing. But if we just skip to the next... Because the, the, the next part of that is we'll, we'll deal with tomorrow, which is about what... what the one should be crucial one can answer, like Yeshmei Rabba, etc. That one we need to work through. Let's just skip to the next question. What about the Emtah Peret? Then Tafari means in the middle of a paragraph. So again, strictly speaking, since we pass on the Rabbi Yehuda, you can only, you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to fear. And we don't pass like Rashi, we pass like the other Rishonim. What does that mean? Somebody you have to fear, such as one's parent, um, 
his Rebbe, but to qu- clarify, his Rabbi Muvuk, which means somebody who's given you the bulk of your knowledge. Even if now you're greater than him, he's still called your Rabbi Muvuk, that's somebody who, who you have to fear. Um, somebody who's a God al-Adar. The Akhirin in Pasch not like the Shulchan Aruch that says somebody who's greater than you in Chachmah. It's got to be somebody who's not just greater than you in Chachmah. To fear him, to clarify for Yerah here, to qualify for Yerah, I should say, is somebody who's Mamashi's Muflod Badar, somebody who's one of the Gadoli Adar, somebody who's really sticks out. Again, I don't know what, you know, I was, I was, I was learning with a Talmud yesterday, he said, who decides, you know, what, uh, do we have any Gadoli Adar here? What decides what, you know, who decides what a Gadoli Adar You know, do we have a vote on it? You know, who's going to be the Gadoli Adar? So, somebody who's Muflug Bechachma, he says, it's got to be somebody who's Muflug Bechachma. It can also include somebody, um, it goes without, somebody who's a very, a very powerful man. He's got a, whole, uh, a lot of, uh, he holds a lot of political power. It could be, that, that could be even a goy. That could be even a goy. Um, it goes without saying, obviously, that like Rashi, if it's a king, uh, even a Jewish king who won't kill the person, but that obviously goes into Yerah, same person, Malach Melech, of course, that's, or somebody who can hurt him, that's obviously like Rashi and the Rambam, who can inform on him. Um, Rav Shlomo Kluger takes it further, the Bi'alof says, even if it's just to avoid a monetary loss. But once again, all these things have changed nowadays, maybe not the monetary loss, but most, in most situations, people will not get offended. The God of Azar will not be offended. He doesn't expect you to start greeting him. Number two is, um, even if you, where you can return the greeting, um, because as we said, you can return greeting then start to somebody who you have to show honour to. There is a discussion whether that's only just to say the one word, Shalom, or to give a full greeting. Um, moreover, the Mach says that um, here you're not allowed to initiate greetings to somebody who's holding the Emsar Perek in the middle of a paragraph if you're going to force him to if you're going to force him to have to return the greeting as I said nowadays a lot of this has changed except the norm is people will not get offended and therefore the Halakha has changed but as a Hashem we will uh, we'll continue with this with this tomorrow Yagdil